0: This is a headgum podcast. In '86, NM Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time, the
1: Babysitter's Club, Club. Cut out sugar, only drink during records, which is what I do.
0: Okay, I need my medicine every
1: day. And that's how you get like a semi round face. Yeah, you got a nice before my face was round.
0: Yeah, it was like a big balloon.
1: Semi round now. And
0: now now it's like a a beautiful oval. God's perfect form. It looks God's like one of those form. like Da Vinci sketches of like the, the yeah. perfect man. Oh wait, that's that's an incredible segue.
1: What an incredible segue. <laughs> yeah. Um, my name is Tanner Greenring. <laughs> You just say that when you get nervous, don't you? Man, I'm sorry I'm late today. I had so much... I was like, uh, you needed some time to get ready. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and threw on an episode of um, AMC's Turn, now available on Netflix, season three. What is that? Oh, it's a beautiful TV show. It's one of my favorites. It's about um, a uh, the Culper Ring, which was active during the American Revolution, a ring of spies. It's a spy thriller drama from AMC, now available on Netflix, season three.
0: Now that we do advertising, people are going to think that this is an ad.
1: No, I know. I mean, it's not an ad, Baby Nation, but <laughs> I'm so... I've just got such a, a taste for it now. I've got such a knack for advertising. Now that we've done our first ad, like, I can't help it.
0: You're just evangelized for products. Yeah. That must make you a real hit at cocktail parties. I'm not invited to any. Do you want to talk about the book that we read?
1: Um, Yeah. I read a book.
0: Uh I read a book.
1: Read it, liked it.
0: Read it and liked it. Uh, Suzanne Wayne.
1: Suzanne Wayne, who's like, listen, Suzanne. Yeah, Suzanne. I know you're listening. You're no Pete Larangius and you never will be, so don't try.
0: Don't take that the wrong way. Don't take that as an insult. Most people aren't Pete Larangius.
1: Right. And you never will be, so don't try. But you're good. You got, you got a real – you're a talent. Yeah. You got a knack for this. Yeah.
0: This book is not what I would call GCBSF.
1: No, because there was very little babysitting.
0: There was very little babysitting. It was not good, clean babysitting fun. Uh, but it did have a plot that moved at a clip. Yep. It introduced some new characters. It brought back some old favorites. Uh, we learned more uh-huh. about Claudia, the person, the artist. Um, sure. And we delve deeper we into the lives of our favorite babysitters. That's all I ask.
1: We don't learn anything about Claudia as an artist, which I am invested in.
0: I think we do. There's a passage early on where she, she is trying to write a personal ad, and she says, like, hey, I like art, and then later has to scratch that out, because she's like, I don't know how to express this. It's not that I like art. It is that art is my life. I am art. Right. It's like me and you
1: with this podcast. It's
0: like me and you with this podcast. I think that's why I strongly identify with this one. Right. Um, what's
1: going on with my thing here?
0: My rig is falling apart. Great. Should I take this opportunity to introduce the show? Probably not, because I need you to do the response Ready. part of the call and response.
1: Did you update your Skype?
0: No, I didn't update my Skype. I don't think it's gonna Did it's... that
1: do anything when I
0: push push that button? No. What are you sending me hearts?
1: I'm sending you all sorts of cool shit. Okay. Put yourself for a second. Update your fucking update your fucking Skype, man. I'm this asking This isn't my fault. No, I'm not no. the bad guy here. <laughs> I'm not the bad guy here.
0: I'm asking you to do a little thought experiment. Update your for me. Skype. I'm asking you to do a thought experiment for me. Put yourself for a second
1: into
0: the shoes of one of our listeners.
1: They probably want you to update your Skype. They want Imagine. you to be on the cutting out of technology. They don't want us to be in the fucking stone age. Oh, why don't we just hey Jack, why don't we just release this uh, uh podcast on carbon copy paper? Let's talk do, about why don't we go door to door passing out carbon copy paper uh, transcripts of this podcast think about as a listener to this Jack, podcast. why don't we why don't we etch it into stone tablets <laughs> and just like post it in the town square and baby nation can come and read it no give it the fucking times man update your skype so you can see it when i do this little th- emoji that says wow
0: a those are all very good marketing ideas i know you're being sarcastic but those are good marketing ideas for our podcast b think about this from the point of view of a listener They enjoy the audio experience of us talking and having conversation, yes? Do you think they're going to enjoy what you and I can or cannot see on our video screens right now?
1: I think, Jack, that when I send you emojis over Skype that say wow or thumbs up or heart, it brings an energy to your performance, which has been flagging lately, (laughs) I didn't want to say anything. And that comes through in the record. Well, I wouldn't know. So how about let's move on and introduce the show? Fine. I'm Tanner Greenring. That's not how we do it. Hi, hi, and welcome. It's been 73 episodes. I think <laughs> I know how to we do it now, Jack. I think you don't. Shockingly, I think you don't. The way we do it is I do it.
0: And you respond. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club, Club.
1: a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard... And I'm Tanner Greenring. No, not wait. And I'm. Tanner why do Greenring. I say "Am I Tanner"? And I'm Tanner Greenwing? You don't. And that's never <laughs> what I actually say. You've never said that. I <laughs> say it at the end.
0: Yeah, you say it at the end. No, I I've no. At the Tanner end, Greenring. I say I've been yeah. Jack Shepard, and you say right, I and I've been, been Tanner
1: Greenring. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. And I'm Tanner Greenring. Nope. In which I, Jack Shepard, <laughs> and I, Tanner Greenring. Oh, we did it. We got there. Talk about the classic novels written by the Princess of the Prince of Towns, Annabelle Matthews Martin, Soul Skinner, Stormwalker, Stormborn, Bats Bane, Priestess, Sanctified. First of her name, last of her kind, last hope for humankind. We talk about her books. Do we not? I
1: I, yep. I. 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 I said I, as I said to you earlier today. Okay, good. Great. That's
0: bears repeating.
1: So wheel of time reference
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right Wh- for all for baby nation who's who's who overlaps with the uh robert jordan what's his face
0: Randall rand 4
1: no brandon sanderson robert jordan brandon sanderson series of books yep
0: for all you wheel uh time. wheel of time heads out there raise your hands now wherever you are
1: yeah so, oh looks like you got a lot of free time on your hands that's a lot of <laughs> It's a lot of book to get through. Um, uh, spoilers, they, they never get good. No. I mean, I imagine I have not read all of them. Yeah. And I imagine when they get to the Brandon Sanderson books, they do probably get very good because Brandon Sanderson is an incredibly talented and competent fantasy writer. Yeah. But there's 10 books between me and the Brandon Sanderson books. Yeah. And I'm just never going to read those books. I have read, I'm going to say seven to eight
0: thousand pages of robert jordan's wheel of time series
1: yeah i think i probably have too i think i've read four or five books
0: i have enjoyed i would say 100 pages of robert jordan's wheel of time series yep but that's not what we're here to discuss today jack what we are good segue my friend what we are here to discuss today is a novel called claudia and the perfect boy by Anna Martin and Suzanne yep,
1: Wayne covered that. Suzanne yep. Wayne, no Pete Larangis, but doing her very best. She's doing her very best. Hey, I've got a little bit of housekeeping up front. Oh, up front, huh? Yeah, we got an ad this week.
0: No, it's not an ad. Well, uh, I don't know. Montana Green Ring. Yep. Uh, this uh, this this week's episode is brought to you by Loom, the uh, <gasps> fantasy no role playing The 1990
1: game. fantasy <laughs> adventure game. Yeah. <laughs> no way dude yeah they heard how much hey i was talking about him yeah they they loved it they were like hey we're we're coming back george lucas himself was like this guy loves my game from 1990 yeah i feel like i can really move some units yeah
0: yeah they heard our squarespace spot and they were like i need to get some of that sweet sweet podcasting juice
1: Hey, let's save it up for our actual sponsors. Yeah, game. yeah.
0: Sorry, <laughs> we're very excited that someone is uh, giving us a little bit of money to support this podcast, and unfortunately, it's not yet George Lucas's fantasy role-playing game Loom, but one day
1: Loom, right, right, um, or he, the Dig, or either of the uh, Indiana Jones games, or you know any number of Zack McCracken, yeah. New York Mansion, or Riven. Frankly, the sequel to Mist. Oh, sure, Rand. I would take um, it. Rand. God, what's that son of a bitch's name? AlThor. No, it's not Randall. Ford. I do think Main that character we...
0: of the <laughs> Robert Jordan Wheel of Time series. Which Jordan I Wheel hate to time. say, but I think we've lost our chance at a at a sweet sponsorship from that series. Now, hey Taylor, yeah, me, um
1: just really quick, I'm oh. gonna grab the mist. One sec. No, oh oh, so don't, so don't
0: do that, so don't do that because we we got off on a tangent already, um and I <sighs> was about to do some housekeeping and I strongly okay, I'm back. I'm just
1: I'm here in the office and I had um I had the mist. Look no, here. wait, wait. Hang uh, on. Hang on. Let me just say something. Jeff, no, no, no. Check it out. No, I've got the Mist reader here. Tanner's
0: showing me something, uh, which hopefully all of you viewers at home can also see um, on your screens, on your podcast screens. It is—for th- some reason, he has a large, large, fucking huge hardback volume entitled The Missed Reader.
1: Well, so look. Three books in one. We've got— uh, the book of Atreus. Oh wait, the book of Tiana and the book of Deni. No, Tanner, which is um, the three books in the Mist uh, kind of trilogy of novelizations of the Mist video game. This Jack. has this has a
0: bearing on what you're saying. So let me interrupt and so you.
1: Rand, what the name I was looking for was Rand Miller.
0: Okay, cool. The creator of the Mist mm. sort of universe. Great. Uh, what I'm about to say has a bearing on what you're saying, so let me say it before you go any further, because you missed this while um, you were getting up to get the mist reader. Yeah. Uh, I don't fucking want to talk about this at all.
1: Okay, but they're so good.
0: <laughs> okay, but you heard what I just said, right? Yeah. That still is true. What I do want to yeah. talk about is uh, some birthday wishes are due.
1: I have literally no idea what you're talking about
0: we got an email a long time ago and i put this in my goddamn calendar from baby b emily asking that we wish baby b sarah aka hey buster keaton on twitter a happy birthday which comes on august 12th which okay. is presumably near the time when this episode will come out so sounds i'm doing made that up
1: sounds like made up names Sounds like made up people. It sounds like we what we are actually doing is passing code words back and forth, Jack.
0: <laughs> hey Buster Keaton.
1: Hey Buster Keaton. You've just activated a <laughs> a Manchurian candidate somewhere. <laughs> Someone died tonight because of you, Jack. <laughs> well, it was worth it
0: because not only did somebody probably die tonight because of this birthday wish, but baby B Emily buried the fucking lead in her email because you want to know who else's birthday is on august
1: 12th i know exactly whose birthday is on august 12th
0: Do you want to tell our listeners
1: yeah my mom dom putney wait really yeah is that true yeah
0: is your mom and we've Matthews, discussed
1: this before. martin have we really yeah when I don't remember. I just remember talking about it before. My mom's birthday. My mom shares a birthday with the princess, the priestess, the stormborn, and M. Martin. Wow. And apparently, hey, Buster Keaton on Twitter, baby B. Sarah. Well, there you go. And I tell you what, Emily. Yeah. Getting your sister Sarah's favorite podcast to record a birthday greeting for free is a good gift, but if you actually want to spend some good money on a good gift, you can get what I plan on getting my mother. Wait, wait, wait let me guess. Let me guess. Is it the Myst Reader? It's the Mist Reader, written <laughs> by Rand and Robin Miller. <laughs> it's a novelization of the Myst series of video games.
0: Oh, that's that's really lovely.
1: Yep. Available now on Amazon.com. You can also get them a Netflix subscription so that she can watch amc's turn season three now available on netflix.com <laughs>
0: you're really you can.
1: getting the kick out of shilling
0: for products these days huh tanner you
1: caught the I bug just, I, I can't stop man i caught the bug <laughs> um do you want to talk about the book that we read hell yeah
0: cool um i was thinking uh this time around we could do it via me describing the book and then you describing the book
1: Ooh, <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah you like hey, it let me uh let me react on slike I mean, what's this called? Slack. Skype. Did you see my reaction?
0: No, I haven't updated to the latest version of Skype.
1: Huh. Okay, so it's like I'm living in the fucking Stone Ages. Why don't you just say it like we used to? Back in the old days... OMG.
0: Before Skype, we used to say like and wow to each other. F-T-F, which is face-to-face. IRL. Like. I'm ready to discuss this book. OMG. Wow. See? See how easy that is?
1: This is... Skype has... Ten emojis, and one of them is this.
0: Cool, baby nation! Do you guys see that? Do you see what Tanner's doing? It's great! It's a real comic turn. It looks really funny. Did you all see that on your
1: podcast? We could start doing a video podcast.
0: I wouldn't like that. What
1: about uh, if I describe the book and then you describe the book? Yeah,
0: man, I'm waiting on you. Okay, great. This week we read a book called Claudia and Balls the Perfect your Boy, court, Bud. Okay, well, I'm about to describe it bounce pass over to jack all i need is a little uh
1: little silence that's the sound of the ball bouncing off the court i
0: I would i prefer perfect silence to do my my readings here
1: hey no problem
0: great all right (laughs) tanner's pull up the mist reader (laughs) he's diving in Uh, i'll take that as the best opportunity that i have to describe this book for the baby nation are you ready wait why am i asking i'm going to start now An Egyptologist looking for another academic who shares her passion. An unhappy woman in a dead-end relationship seeking a man who truly understands her. A music lover in search of perfect harmony with a like-minded soul. Claudia Kishi, who writes the Personals column for the SMS Express, has helped all of these people find true love, something she just can't seem to do for herself, no matter how hard she tries. In her loneliness and desperation, Claudia starts to use her own column as a personal dating service, betraying her hard-won readership, violating journalistic ethics, and setting herself up for a whole new world of heartbreak and misery. Claudia and the Perfect Boy.
1: Oof! Nailed it, bud.
0: Over to you, Tanner.
1: Nailed it. Yep, killed did, it, man.
0: What did you read in your in your reader while I was doing that? N-
1: nothing. Just nothing. Paying pay attention, pay attention N- to you.
0: Okay, great. That's not what it looked like uh, from here. While well, I was kind of looking over to you for approval, as you know, I was doing this very very difficult thing. It's not easy for me to speak in public. And uh, oh, I assumed I over... assumed
1: you were reading your um, pre written, <laughs> carefully manicured notes. <laughs> Something the Baby
0: Nation does not know is that you pre-write your 60 second descriptions as well you just do a fucking vastly worse job of it than i do
1: yeah i put a ton of thought into it
0: (laughs) um well speaking of which uh so i i assume you pre-wrote this one to to be able to read it in exactly 60 seconds from start to finish right this one that's upcoming
1: um yeah i think i got something good here
0: okay good Great. Well, I'm going gonna...
1: uh, to... Start. I'm ready to start when you are. Okay, I'm going to... I don't want to wanna
0: waste anyone's time. Okay, cool. I'm going to throw 60 seconds on this big bad clock here,
1: uh, and I'm going to okay. have you describe the book. You ready, sir? Yep. I'd like for you to begin now. These pages are your link <laughs> to the story of Atrus, son of Gain, and the last of the race of Dunny, the masters of the art, the craft of linking to other worlds through descriptive art of writing. For most of his young life, Atreus thought the stories his grandmother told him were just strange legends. Now his time has come to explore the magnificent underground realm. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. The ages of mist are worlds of adventures and awe, of mystery and beauty, of uh- intrigue and betrayal. I've stopped the Come, clock. Take a step into the full fictional legend and origins of Mist. <laughs> now, for the first time, the three volumes that make up the Mist canon are available as one. You will travel to wonderful new ages. You will watch as the unimaginable comes to pass. And it's you will time. read a story that until recently has been kept secret for thousands of years. Claudia. And the
0: perfect boy. The missed reader. <laughs> uh, wrong podcast.
1: Mm, mm. Jack, can we please do a missed podcast? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I am as close. I think we basically as, as do. I am as close as someone can be to a missed lore master, <laughs> <laughs> other than Rand and Robin Miller, who wrote the games and Ugh. the missed reader books. Can we please, 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 please Jack, do a missed podcast? If and when we let's l- uh, 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 uh. let's treat this week as a test pilot. No, let's not. Here is what I'll I'll promise
0: you: once we've got through all of these books, all of the mysteries, all of the super specials, and all of Sweet Valley High, and all of Sweet Valley Twins, and all of the Unicorn Club, which is the uh, spin off of the Sweet Valley High for younger readers, then we can talk about doing a missed podcast.
1: What if we did a five episode missed podcast? As kind of like an aperitif. For what? In between Babysitter's Club and Sweet Valley High. I kind of think you just did it. Um, no, no, no. This, these are robust games and robust books. We really have to chew into this. Um, the same way that the dunny race chews into the earth. I'm not interested. You know what I mean? No. How about you spent a long
0: time reading this book today, and a Baby Nation wants to know what the fuck happened in it. Okay, fine. I also enjoyed this book. Okay, good. I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock and I'm going to have you describe this book, Claudia and the Perfect Boy. Okay. Are you ready? I have to get. Get, get to yourself get, out of the mist headspace and into I'm the, in the
1: mist gear and need yeah. to downshift into the BSC gear.
0: Downshift into BSC or upshift. Okay. I think you ready? I'm there. All right. I would like for you to begin describing this
1: novel now. Claudia, <laughs> the babysitter. Um, is looking for love in all the wrong places, uh, and the place she starts looking is. Um, oh, that was five seconds of dead air. Six
0: seconds. Seven seconds. I, I can't, I can't remember where, the, where she first Nine starts looking. She's she's air. been
1: dating around, but it's not going well, and so she decides to start a um, newspaper column in the Stony Brook Express, which is SMS's uh, newspaper. Um, and oh, here's my popo.
0: Tanner's dog has arrived, and Baby Nation, during this 60 seconds where he's frantically he, trying to describe
1: the uh, book. Uh, so she, she's looking for love. She starts a, a singles a, a classifieds column in the Stony Brook Express newspaper. She's getting letters. She's making connections. It's so popular that she starts a like love advice section where she's pairing off people. Um, she's incapable of finding love herself. Um, in the meanwhile, B-plot is that the Barrett children have to give up their dog. They give it to the Pikes. And time. <sighs> Bad job. Very bad job. Really? I, I, there were so many distractions. <laughs> I was still thinking about mist. Hercules came bolting into the room. Ugh. About, about 20 seconds in. He's still here. Yeah. What? Your dog's still in the room? My goodness. Jimmy? Will you take Hercules? Yeah, he needed his water. He's a thirsty boy. He pooped. Oh, he pooped. Baby Nation.
0: Breaking news. Tanner's dog
1: poop. We told him he pooped. Okay, uh, should I take a third run at it Or was that (sighs) good No, it it was not good It was definitely not good
0: Especially for something that you prepared in advance And were reading off of a
1: script I feel like I hit all the major beats She meets a bunch of boys I said she had a hard time finding love She has a hard time finding love She starts
0: a personal section At the SMS Express It's a runaway hit Yep it seems a little weird for a middle school to be like big dating scene, but everybody's trying to date each other in the middle school. Uh, Claudia starts using, I think, in contravention of journalistic ethics, starts just taking the personals that she likes the most and just calling up those boys. Uh, I mean,
1: that's why she started the column in the first place. She was looking for love. Right. Well, it didn't work. Stacy encourages her yeah. to start this column.
0: It's a massive hit. Everyone at SMS is talking about it. Uh, and she meets some real weirdos. She meets some real weird boys. Real weird boys. Real weird boys, uh, including yep. our boy, Alan Cray.
1: Oh, yeah. I got I caught the Alan Gray in there. I feel like our reservoir of references mm-hmm. is limited, and this is an example we have brought up several times, but... Um this book had a real Chekhov's Alan Gray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if I read you right, what you're saying is if you have an Alan Gray in the first act, somebody better shoot an Alan Gray by the right.
1: by the end of the play. <laughs> Alan Gray's gonna shoot someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right at the end of this book, Alan Gray shoots someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. When (laughs) Claudia starts her article, the editor-in-chief, whose name I can't remember, maybe you remember, but you're taking a big swig of beer. Okay. This editor-in-chief,
0: whose name has uh, slipped both of our minds, is good as hell at her job.
1: She's a fantastic newswoman. Her name is Emily. Emily. Okay. So Emily warns Claudia when she begins writing the article that... When she does UGC, when she does user-generated content like this, Mm -hmm. she's bound to get some um, pranksters in the mix. And Emily warns Claudia up top, like, hey, there's this guy. I don't know if you know him. His name's Alan Gray. Yeah. He constantly pranks the newspapers. Keep an eye out for Alan Gray. He's going to try to prank you. Yeah. And of course, like, one of the first personals Claudia gets and responds to personally Is our boy, Alan Gray. Well, should we talk
0: about the two things that I have under my Alan Gray is killing it section?
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some Alan Gray notes, too.
0: It's Just solid fucking work from Alan Gray this week. Some of this might enter into Burn of the Week territory, so I don't want to step on those toes if you have them. That was a weird way of saying that. But
1: everyone has... Well, no, sorry. That's normative. Mm, Some people have toes. Some people don't. The Tanner Green Ring story. Yeah, but... If you do have toes, baby nation, be careful. Yeah, because we're about to step (laughs) (laughs) on.
0: Assuming that, just to stretch this metaphor to breaking point, uh, assuming that those toes are this week your burn of the week.
1: I have literally a million burn of the weeks. Yeah, same burns of the week. So let's just fucking talk about Alan Cray. The first, so
0: Emily warns Claudia that be careful when you do UGC, right? Because You'll get some pranksters. Here's what the prank that precipitated this comment was. One time I got a letter from a kid saying that he had seen a cockroach in the cafeteria, and that he felt that the only environmentally safe way to solve the problem was to let roach-eating gecko lizards loose in the cafeteria. He insisted that this should be put to a school vote immediately. Oh, gross, I moaned. I've never seen a roach in the cafeteria. Neither have I, said Emily, and I wouldn't want to see a bunch of geckos crawling around either. It was sent in by Alan Gray, a fucking course it was, and I'll bet he had a whole bunch of kids lined up to vote for Gecko Patrol. Alan Gray is a gecko, I said. At the very least, (laughs) he
1: was one of the most immature guys in our class. If by gecko you mean fucking badass, then yes. Yeah, super chill, like fucking prank master, Alan Gray. (laughs) You knew Alan Gray would be if he was, like, alive today in 2017, is, like, one of those, like, really cool, like, YouTube Vine kids who's always doing, like, really choice pranks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Alan Gray's cool as hell. At one point later in the book, Alan Gray sends in a personal letter.
0: mm <laughs> um,
1: and like he self-aggrandizes and was like, I am the chillest boy in the world. You're gonna love me. I'm fucking athletic as hell. He signs it off as great guy. Great guy. Yeah. And Claudia is like losing it over this letter, and she immediately sends him and She's email like this this one's whatever.
0: not going in the fucking paper. No. I'm just calling this
1: guy up right now. This one's for Claudia's secret reserve. Yeah. Uh and he's like, Oh, actually that was a prank, it's just me, Alan Gray. But what do you say, Claudia? <laughs> let's, uh, let's go out sometime. Let me read the passage, because
0: the way that she figures out it's Alan Gray is pretty choice. The phone rings. Okay. Claudia answers, who is this? It's me. GG. GG? I searched my brain for someone with those initials. Gary
1: Gygax. Gary Gygax. Inventor of Dungeons and Dragons. Fucking hell. Well, that would be the perfect guy. Yeah. Right? Well, no. He was actually, I think he was... Chaotic evil. I would say lawful. Okay. Evil. Well, let's not go off on that tangent. I have read his book. I'm looking for it on my oh no no, no. shelf now because I can't quite remember what the title is. It sounds like you didn't. Oh, oh here I found it. One second. Oh, okay, well, hang on because there's there's
0: something that I that's important to what you're about to do that I was going to say that that Ugh. I did say that you okay. missed.
1: Uh, so I'm the back. thing is- I've got my headphones on. Oh, no. uh, it's called uh, Jack. It's called Empire of Imagination. Yeah. Gary Gygax and the Birth of Dungeons and Grag- Dragons. It's a um, it's a biography. me yep, Show me the book now, Michael Hardback. And it's about um, Gary Gygax and his in the time he uh, created Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Uh, makes a perfect gift D- this time. Taylor. If you're buying a gift for Anna Martin, Dom Putney, or Baby B. Hey Buster Keaton. Hey, Buster Keaton. Um, hey, Tanner, I just as you
0: were getting up to get the book, I said something that is pertinent. Oh, okay. Let's not go off on that tangent. It means I don't want to fucking talk about it. So I understand that you missed me saying that, but it, it, it's important, obviously, because I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about the thing I was talking about.
1: Okay. Cool. Um, I mean, it's a good book. I did read it. It's, it's really good. Gary Gagax is like, he's such an interesting character. GG Here's a a Mm. quote from Peter Adkinson, The founder and former CEO of Wizards of the Coast Empire of Imagination Tells the story of the Emperor himself At times brilliant Sometimes tragic But ultimately victorious Well that's a nice tease Uh, Tell the baby
0: nation where they can uh, pick that up Anywhere
1: Anywhere books are sold Amazon, Barnes and Noble (laughs) Babbage's And what's that title again? It's Empire of Imagination. Great, uh, Gary Gygax and the Birth of Dungeons and awesome. Dragons. That's great. Thanks, Tanner. Um, now I talk. Um,
0: GG, I search my brain for someone with those initials.
1: Gary Gygax.
0: <sighs> I searched my brain for someone with those initials. Great guy, I asked. Give the lady a prize. You got it. I got your letter this afternoon, and I think you're absolutely right. We do have That's a lot cool. in common.
1: Alan Gray sounds cool when you do his voice. Do you know who I am?
0: You bet I do. Who are you? Just one great guy. How about meeting me tomorrow after school? We can go to a movie or maybe play some video games. Uh, I'm not big on video games, I confess. Uh, If you want to have a lot in common with me, you have to love video games. He sounds a lot
1: like you, Tanner. (laughs) You have to like uh, novelizations of the missed universe. (laughs) Uh, And I think this is what Hodges has captured on the cover of this novel. (laughs) And I said, uh, uh, swallow me down, uh, uh, and that's that loving sound. If there's no one else beside
0: you when your soul embarks, I'll swallow you into the dark.
1: God, it's like you've never heard the song before. Fuck you. That is what it sounds like. And when you pair it with the actual fucking thing, it's going to sound great. What's, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. And if... What's the lyrics? I'm not... I sang, I sang it no, great. No, I can do it perfectly. I can do it perfect. You're getting a note wrong. Then I'll swallow you into the dark. That is
0: literally how I did it. I'll follow you into the dark. That's fucking pitch no, perfect. No, no. I sound like
1: Ben Gibbard no. right now. You miss it. You missed it. Not... I'll swallow you into the dark. You're going down here. You're going down here. Dark. It's here. Dark. That sounds like a diminished seventh. I think it's a fifth. And I said, uh, uh, <laughs> swallow me down. Uh, uh, and that's that loving sound. I don't know what those musical terms mean, Baby Nation. I was just
0: trying to make Tanner feel bad.
1: Hey, that's the the introduction
0: to our segment where we talk about Babysitter's Club art director, Hodges Swallow, and his bananas covers. Yeah, now you may.
1: We've got Claudia. Yeah. She is wearing a black dress. Um, the, The dress at the elbows flays out into a wide umbrella style mesh sleeve Mm -hmm. she's wearing what looks like a wide puka shell necklace you know how a puka shell is usually up here at the neck yeah on claudia it's it's kind of on her shoulders and it's going down to like halfway to her navel yep um and she's also wearing kind of a uh black ribbon choker with a gemstone Mm -hmm. she's wearing silver silver earrings silver bangles She's looking exhausted. She's looking oddly monochromatic
0: for Claudia. Right. It's like she's in mourning. She looks like she's in mourning. She looks like she just attended a funeral. Right.
1: The place she is at is obviously a... Video game arcade. A video game arcade. Mm -hmm. Uh, Much like the one you and I visited in Tokyo where we played the Boat Girl video game. Okay. And next to her... Next to her is a man, mm-hmm. a boy. He's not paying a he's... lot of attention to her. No, he's deep into a, an arcade game. Uh, and she looks... Um, he's wearing brown pants, he's wearing a purple sweater, and he is entranced by this video game. She looks pissed. She looks angry.
0: She...
1: Yeah, she. well, she looks, she looks half pissed and half exhausted. She's exasperated. You
0: want to know what I think that Hodges is doing here, Tanner? What? I kind of have chills a little bit. Mm-hmm. He has depicted, in art form, exactly how I feel when I'm trying to talk about the Babysitter's Club, and you go off on a tangent about some ancient, antiquated
1: video game. And he has also depicted, may I say... Okay, please. This boy with the purple sweater, the way he is entranced by and fascinated by this video game Mm -hmm. is how I feel when I read The Misreader. Yeah, By Rand and Robin um, Miller. Miller. Uh, Novelization of the Miss Video Games. Wow. So I feel like he's really, like, he's captured the BSC podcast in this image.
0: And it sums up, this is the tagline that he's written here, this wasn't exactly what Claudia had in mind. Right. You replace my name with Claudia's, that describes every single episode of the BSCC.
1: Yeah, you were very much a Claudia. Sort of easily distracted. Very fashion conscious. Oh, yeah. I was talking to someone this week at the company that we work at. Yeah. And you were one of the first people who interviewed them. And they came in a full suit, suit and tie. And you showed up in a t-shirt and jorts. And they're like, (laughs) oh. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: I like to do that to throw people off their game <laughs> during their interviews.
1: Um, here's the problem with this cover, Jack. Okay. Never happened.
0: Yeah, it never happened. It it maybe happened in Alan Gray's mind or in Claudia's mind here. So is that Alan Gray? I don't think so. That man is too... I mean, no,
1: Alan that's, Gray... That's it, the it, idyllic Alan Gray. That's what Alan Gray pictures in his head when he pictures Alan Gray. Wait, do you think Hodges Swallow is Alan Gray?
0: It, maybe. It kind of fits, right? He's He's... Hodges is out of his fucking mind. No offense, no, Hodges. No, Hodges is a madman. Hodges is a madman. Right. He's always doing crazy shit. He's always breaking the goddamn rules. Right. He's always showing a shit on the cover that wasn't in the book. He's always right. making it about him. Right. All of these things describe Alan Gray, and it would make sense that Hodges here would depict the idealized version of how Alan Gray thought his date with Claudia was going to go even though that never happened in this novel.
1: Alan Gray's ideal version is he's just playing video games while Claudia doesn't pay attention to him or care. Yeah. He can just do that by himself.
0: <laughs> it's like what he does every weekend, except he's got like a hot date.
1: God, Alan Gray sounds cooler and cooler every week, man.
0: Alan Gray is great.
1: What a goddamn winner. Every time we bring up Alan Gray, it's like, choices prankster. Yeah. Fucking loves video games. He's just cool as hell, man. Friends with Pete Black. Yeah. I think I have a new person I identify with most in the Babysitter's Club. Is it Alan Gray? The, the, the Sitterverse. Yeah. I think it's Alan Gray. Alan Gray is great. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that fits for you. Let's. Um, I'm going to zoom in tight here and see what I think he's playing. Oh, I absolutely I absolutely know what he's playing. Wait, really? I tried to figure it out. I couldn't. I'm going to say, judging by the layout of the sticks on the arcade cabinet, okay, the width of the arcade cabinet, and the logo you can kind of make out. Mm-hmm. In the top center of the arcade cabinet. He is playing the cabinet arcade version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 4 player. TMNT 2, right? Yeah. Look at the logo. That looks like a TMNT logo. There's clearly some buttons on the right there. Yeah. Right of his right hand for another player. The width of the cabinet implies that it's meant for more than one player.
0: So Claudia, so it looks like from this cover, it seems like we're supposed to identify with Claudia because she's exasperated. They're on a date; he's not paying attention to her. Now that we know what game it is, he's literally playing at the time the the greatest multiplayer arcade game ever released at that time. Well, second greatest. Second greatest. at that time.
1: Second greatest. After yeah. After what? After the Simpsons uh, four person cabinet arcade. Okay,
0: game. fine, but TMNT. For arcade, arcade version, is got to be up there as a multiplayer.
1: No, it's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So if you take someone, like, what more can you possibly do?
1: Yeah, fuck you, Claudia. If
0: you take someone on a date.
1: He's doing his best here. He's doing his fucking best.
0: Well, that was a nice peek inside the mind of Hodges Swallow slash Alan Gray. Um, I got a couple other things I want to talk to you about, Tanner. Wait, before we get going, let me go grab a beer. Okay, fine. We're going to take a little break. Um, what was I saying?
1: Something dumb.
0: Did you notice that Logan has a pet name for Marianne? Yeah. And that pet name is the name of her cat?
1: Her cat's name is Tigger. His pet name is Tig.
0: Marianne decides that she wants to write a personal just for logan to put in claudia's personals column to tell right. even though
1: even though it's massively popular claudia never has enough space for the people who have legitimate personals
0: it's a bullshit play by marianne it's bullshit claudia's really busy she's got a lot of shit that she needs to get out there she's got a lot of serious hard news that she needs to report and we don't have a lot of time for this like fake bullshit from marianne fake news yep fake news from marianne she doesn't need a personal she actually has a boyfriend and she wants to rub it in everyone's fucking face but here's what she sends Your cuddly kitten will love you forever. Call the Tig at 555 8456. Marianne thought it would be fun to send Logan a secret love message through the column. She'd used the nickname Logan sometimes used for her, which was also the name of her cat, Tigger. I just want you to think about how weird that is for a second. Imagine if Jamie called
1: you Meg. Imagine if I called you Princess. I would like that. Hey, Princess. Hey, Princess Cutie Face. No, it couldn't be the full name. Cutie Face. It's just it's an abbreviated. Yeah, it's just cutie, cutie, cutie Face. Or Cutie.
0: Oh, sorry, I can't hang out tonight. Uh, cutie Face and I are uh, recording our podcast.
1: Oh, sorry, you're leaving uh, the company. I uh, can't make it to your drinks. So I have to go meet Cutie. Oh, why do you call your friend Cutie?
0: Oh, it's the name of his cat, as you know from how nicknames work. Right. You take the person's cat's name and then you'd make that name a nickname, right? Right. And then you give that nickname to the person. It's called nickname transference. Um, But shit goes fucking pear-shaped with that personal ad. Because Claudia... Is a buffoon. Is a buffoon and appends the wrong phone number to the wrong ad. Well, no,
1: no, no. It's not fair to say that it goes pear-shaped because the other person whose name got mixed up in the equation... Starting fresh. Starting fresh... She comes finds all sorts of boys.
0: So, Starting Fresh wrote in a personal ad that said, Fed up girl with dud boyfriend, looking to make a switch. I'm pretty, petite, and sweet. And Claudia, like a buffoon, appends Marianne's sign-off to that ad. Call the TIG at 555-8456. So, Logan gets understandably peeved.
1: Logan is furious that Marianne is breaking up with him via the personals. Right. Uh, it turns out it's a huge mistake. Claudia admits it. Everything is fine. This is a weird book in that there are a lot of things that are set up to be disasters. Right. That quickly pan out as non-disasters. Right. But then, like, it keeps happening. It keeps happening where these like stakes come up that never pay off. Like at the end of the book, Claudia's looking for a perfect man, and she does her own personals article in her own personals. She gets a response. And she gets a response, and it seems like the perfect dude. And then she gets another response, and it's like him again. He's like, I know I didn't leave my my address or phone number in the last one, but trust me, when you least expect it, I'll be there for you. You're going to
0: love me. I love art. I love junk food. Uh, right.
1: Like, painting is my life. And she's just like, it, head over heels. And this is like the last chapter. This is the last half of the last chapter of the book. It turns out that it's Stacy just trying to make Claudia feel better. And Claudia is furious for about a paragraph. It's two pages. Somehow, Suzanne Wayne, for whatever reason,
0: has put what would be the entirety of another book.
1: Right. I I fully expected this to carry on into the next book. Another writer would have been like,
0: Claudia tried to get the perfect boyfriend. Stacy tried to be that perfect boyfriend and gaslighted her and then admitted it. And then the rest of the fucking book
1: is this fight. Right. it. This book is full of these. This book is full of these, like, quick to rise and just as quickly put to bed conflicts. Yeah. Huge catastrophe. Yeah. Logan's not talking to Marianne. Resolved nearly as quickly as it comes up. Logan doesn't care. It's all fine. Who cares? Problem solved. That's the end of it. Nothing matters. Maybe but Suzanne Wayne is just a, a nihilist. I think you're onto something there. Suzanne...
0: Wayne is a fucking nihilist. That's what we're experiencing here. She's a nihilist. She's a good writer. We know she's a good writer. We've picked out numerous excellent scenes from this novel. There's great character development. It Mm -hmm. roars along. Yep. But she's not interested in like a standard plot with resolution of issues. She's interested in nothing. Right. That's a little terrifying.
1: As far as Suzanne Wayne is concerned, the universe is meaningless. Yeah. Things come, things go. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Nothing matters.
0: This book is called Claudia and the Perfect Boy. Guess which of those two things is not in this book? Perfect Boy. Perfect Boy. Because it doesn't exist. Because you can't have that. You can't have love. You can't have meaning. You can't have resolution. You can't have satisfaction. You can have nothing. You want nothing, Claudia? Guess what you get in this book?
1: Nothing. You know what you may as well do, Claudia? Fill your pockets with stones. And walk into a fucking lake. Might as well. Like the sentient wolf. Yeah. That was... Virginia wolf? V- Claudia, fill your pockets with stones and walk into a lake like known nihilist Virginia wolf. Known nihilist and sentient wolf. Virginia wolf. Author of To the Lighthouse, Mrs. Dalloway, A Room of One's Own, Orlando... Come on, two more. Not to gatekeep, but you're not a true Virginia <laughs> Wolf fan unless you can name two more books. She wasn't super
0: prolific, Tanner. I think I've touched all of the main bases here.
1: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten novels. Mrs. Dalloway. Three. Yep, to the yep, Lighthouse. He got that one. Yep, got that one. Orlando. Got that one.
0: A Room of One's Own, not a novel, but... What are you going to do? The
1: voyage out, night and day, Jacob's room, Mrs. Dalloway, to the lighthouse, Orlando, the waves, the years, between the acts, Jack, you uh, fucking casual. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I don't think she's a sentient wolf. <laughs> this is established lore. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner, let's move on. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey... Who's that knocking at the door? Huh? Oh, wow. Some uh, Foley work there. Yeah, there's someone knocking at the door. What door, you ask? Hello? What? No, you, you ask what door? Who's there? I think you ask what door. That's not how knock-knock jokes work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing a knock-knock joke. Knock-knock, what door? Oh, the closet door.
0: <laughs> what closet, you say? Now you say, what closet door? Hey, uh, Jack, what
1: closet door? <gasps> <laughs> 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 Claudia's closet! <laughs> um, hey,
0: Tanner, this week Claudia is dressed as the sun. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> You'd be amazed by the colors that go together. Take pink and gold. You might not think to wear pink socks with gold-stretched pants. No, Claudia, I would not. I would nope. not think that. I,
1: I certainly would not as a 33-year-old <laughs> man living in 2017. <laughs> and then add a gold turtleneck under a pink sweater. Why are you doing that, Claudia? We're going to find out. But that's what
0: I did yesterday, and then I added blue jewelry. It was great. I looked like a human sunset. The outfit <laughs> made me very happy.
1: last time we checked in with claudia she was dressed as the sea the sea yeah now she is dressed as a human sunset not running out of ideas are claudia she's literally dressed as a human sunset not running out of ideas because apparently she watches like bob ross painting specials (laughs) on pbs (laughs) and she's like taking vigorous notes like oh Oh. happy cloud okay oh no mistakes fine with me (laughs) Happy accidents, yeah.
0: What's it like if someone in the class actually gets the reference? Like if you're if you're a classmate who's like a cool if you're like Cokie Mason, let's say.
1: Sorry, are you describing Cokie Mason as a cool classmate? Yeah, I think she's cool. Cokie let's, Mason's the villain, you asshole. Okay, fine. You're Wendy Low, No, you're
0: Sabrina Bouvier. Okay, you're Sabrina Bouvier. You're Sabrina Bouvier. You run into Claudia. On your way between homeroom and math class, and you've got a couple minutes before the bell rings, and so you're shooting the shit, and all of a sudden, in the mid, like as your conversation is ongoing, you suddenly realize that Claudia is not just wearing a super wacko ensemble.
1: No, you're just like,
0: oh, you're like Claudia. Oh, oh, are you? Are you dressed as a human sunset? Yeah, and Claudia's like. Ugh, I thought no one would ever notice. Yeah, I I deliberately made the choice I'm today to dress. Getting hints of
1: pink. I'm getting <laughs> hints of gold. Yeah. I'm seeing it's... some blue peeking through there. Uh, are you? It, are you a human sunset? Weird question, but did you dress as a sunset, as a
0: human sunset today? <laughs> uh, weird, Claudia. Weird. Very weird and strange.
1: Yeah, very weird and strange.
0: Whatever made you happy, though,
1: Claudia? Hey, that was one segment. Let's do another. Well, okay. Fine. <laughs> Just rattling through them, huh? I got to tell you, man, this is unorthodox. You're going to hate it. But um, this week, I had yeah. a, um... cheerful <gasps> oh Tearful moment! moment. Mm-hmm. Followed in very, very close. Oh, I hate it. Succession. Bye. Hate it. A. <gasps> <gasps> Burn the week. It was just nonstop. I actually had about ten tearful moments, and I actually had about five burns of the week. Yeah. But the one I am proudest of is a tearful moment that led. Seamlessly into a burn of the week May I I love it Take us away Tanner The Barrett kids Mm -hmm. Buddy Susie And Marnie Barrett Have a dog named Pow Marnie is uh, Direly allergic to Pow And they need to Figure out a a way to Relieve themselves of Pow As you can imagine The Barrett kids are not Thrilled with this No it took a moment for Marianne to comprehend what Mrs. Barrett was saying. Does that mean she's allergic to Pow? she asked. I'm afraid so. God, she sounds good. So she'll just have to stay away from Pow, said Buddy blithely, as he and Pow played tug of war with an old face cloth. I'm afraid it's not that simple. Pow's hair is on everything in this house. We can clean it up, said Susie. Dr. Reed says we have to get rid of Pau. There's no other way, Mrs. Barrett told them. Sexily. Yeah, Mrs. Barrett told them sexily. I discussed it with him at length. Buddy threw his arms around Pau's neck. You're not killing my dog, he shouted. No, Buddy, we would never do that, said Mrs. Barrett. But we have to find a good home for him. Susie burst into loud sobs. Marianne put her hand on her shoulder and had to work hard to fight back her own tears. She knew that the last thing Mrs. Barrett needed was for her to start crying. That was my first tearful moment of, like, seriously ten. Yeah. Because this whole book is about Little. the Barrett kids having to give up their dog. Yeah. Then, literally the next sentence is my burn of the week. <laughs> <coughs> Buddy jumped to his feet, red-faced. We've had Pow longer than we've had Martin. <laughs> Let's get rid of Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy fucking Barrett, add it again. Buddy Barrett is like a fucking burn machine. Uh, so, Buddy, I, in my Bird of the Week, Buddy
0: also burns Marnie earlier. <laughs> Call the fucking burn unit for this two year old because Buddy is like. She has literally on a tear. no idea what's happening. She has no idea. Marnie. So Buddy Barrett, and and in this burn, he incidentally burns the DeWitt kids, Franklin DeWitt's children, who he's initially talking about, um, talking to Claudia, and then pivots to a savage burn on Marnie. (laughs) Uh, Well, they're not as big toad heads as I first thought, Buddy conceded, talking about the DeWitt kids. But I don't want them for brothers and sisters. I hope Mom doesn't marry Franklin. A savage takedown and character assassination of the entire DeWitt family.
1: Right, including Franklin. Including Franklin. (laughs) Uh,
0: Don't you think it would be fun to be a big family like the Pikes? Marianne asked. No, Buddy said. Besides, we'd only be seven and the Pikes have eight. Uh, Maybe your mom and Mr. DeWitt would have another baby and then you'd have eight too, said Marianne. Ew, gross, cried Buddy. It's bad enough that we have Marnie. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> fucking poor
0: Marnie. Uh, she deserves it, man. You, don't you dare, Marnie.
1: Don't you dare come after my precious pal. <laughs> don't you fucking yeah, dare. But Pow is not lost because at the end of this book, yeah. Pow ends up going to the Pike household. Yeah. Nikki and the triplets and the rest of the Pike clan are going to watch after Pow. Buddy and Susie and Marnie are welcome over to the Pike's house anytime they'd like to visit Pow to yeah. walk him to be with him and they have a little ceremony
0: to do the changing of the dogs and that is my tearful moment uh, which I will read to you right now please do half an hour after Mrs. Pike left Mrs. Barrett arrived with Buddy Susie and Pow on his leash he's here cried Margot, dashing to the front door he's finally here The kids came pouring in from every corner of the house. They swooped down on Pal, hugging him, petting him, and dancing around him happily. Poor Buddy and Susie. Buddy clutched a brown paper bag and looked as if he were choking back tears. Susie, her bottom lip puffed out, clung to her mother's hand. "'What's in the bag?' I asked Buddy.
1: "'What's in the bag?' It's a it's, seven.
0: Yeah, it's a seven reference. reference. It's a se- yeah. it's seven. Yeah.
1: What's in the bag? What's in the bag? It's his wife's head,
0: a severed head of my <laughs> of my wife. He said, handing it to me. It Good. turns out uh, that Kevin Spacey was yeah. testing us had all got, along. Had gotten him
1: for and yeah, yeah. I'm I'm wrath and your the envy. seventh sin was wrath. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It turns out I'm I'm wrath because I'm. I get really angry when people give me a bag that has my wife's head in it. Your pride, yeah. he said to Claudia.
1: Because you think you because, got me.
0: Because you think you're right. a good babysitter, he said. Right. Um, and that's it. That was my tearful
1: moment. <laughs> Did I ruin it with the the seven reference? Or? No, no.
0: You didn't ruin it at all. Because sometimes you and I get on a fucking wavelength, you know, in these records. You couldn't have possibly known this before. We did not – Baby Nation, I swear to God, we did not we did not plan this. My tearful moment this week was the end of the movie seven. Uh-huh. And so, like, when you – right as I was ramping up to what, like, the really sad scene – like, the really sad end of the scene that I captured in this book that we're talking about, when you brought up the movie seven – Uh-huh. How could you have known it, but you were playing into what my actual tearful moment is, which is the end of the movie Seven, starring Brad Pitt and uh, Morgan Freeman and and Kevin Spacey. So, nailed it. So, anyway, I've been Tanner Greenring. I've been Jack Shepard. This week, (laughs) we read a book called... uh, What's in the bag, Jack?
1: (laughs) What's in the box? What's in the
0: fucking box? (laughs) What's in the bag? I asked Buddy. Dog stuff, he said, handing it to me. Inside were a Red Bull, a half-open bag of dry red dog bowl, food. Red Bull? A Red Bull? That's. Can I just do the fucking thing? Can I just finish it off and then you can...
1: Yeah, sure. Throw you your barbs the at it? If you pronounce it fucking right, a Red Bull? Inside. Jack, red Here in a, America, Jack, okay. we call it Red Ball. An
0: inside Ball. were a delicious... Red Bull, brought to you by the makers of Red Bull, containing taurine, uh, a better way to start your day. Red Bull gives you wings.
1: Red Bull gives you wings. Can I continue now? Ball.
0: Inside. Baby Nation, I hope you still have some of those tears going from when I was ramping up to this real sad moment.
1: I hope they do too, because you're taking your fucking sweet time mispronouncing
0: things. <laughs> thing. I'm so close to finished reading this. What's in the bag? I asked, buddy. Nothing? You good? Nothing? Just waiting on you, bud. Okay. Dog stuff, he said, handing it to me. Inside were a
1: red bowl. Bowl. a uh, Red bowl. Bowl, bowl idiot. No. It's a bowl. It's a bowl. It's a dog bowl. Oh. Oh. Well, still, you pronounce it red. Do you want to
0: apologize to me and the Baby no, Nation cause right you now? No,
1: because you still pronounce it, re- no, still bowl. it red bowl, bowl. earlier. Bowl. No, I
0: said bowl. Bowl. Bull. Bowl. 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 Let's not get hung up on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a run-up buffoon. You're a buffoon. No, I'm gonna take a run-up back to this. I'm gonna take a run-up back to this because I need people crying. I want people crying. Okay? Poor Buddy. Poor Buddy and Susie. Buddy clutched a brown paper bag and looked as if he were choking back tears. Much like I am right now. Because of this very sad story that I'm telling, and I suspect many of our listeners are too. Choking back tears. Susie, her bottom lip puffed out, clung to her mother's hand. What's in the bag? I asked Buddy. (laughs) What's in the bag? (laughs) I asked Buddy. Dog stuff, he said, handing it to me. Inside were a red bowl. A half,
1: you, don't to, you don't need to roll the R <laughs> on I'm, red. That's not where you're I'm just your trying to was. make it
0: unequivocally clear. A red bowl. A half-opened bag of dry dog food. Three cans of wet dog food. An old blue squeeze toy in the shape of a bone. And the severed head of Brad Pitt's wife. From Wait, the movie Paltrow. Seven. What?
1: Hey Tanner, let's get the fuck out of here. Yes, <laughs> please. We've clearly gone off the rails. <laughs> Baby Nation, thank you so much for listening. Again, this week, somehow, again, miraculously, again, week
0: after week. Um, this week, Baby Nation, I have been
1: Jack Shepard. I have been your sweet friend through it all. Let's not friend, embellish it. Your friend and your confidant. Let's just not. Let's just do it
0: that like we always do it. Tanner fucking name, right. okay. He has been Tanner Greenring.
1: I already said that. I've been your sweet friend, your confidant through it all, Tanner Greenring. Yep. Nailed it. This week,
0: we read a book called Claudia and the Perfect Boy. Next week, we're going to be reading a book called Dawn. Dawn? Sorry. Who the fuck is Dawn? Who is Dawn? Did you what? say Dong? <laughs> I didn't say Dong. I'm just looking at my notes here. Someone called Dawn. Someone called Dong? Dawn. <laughs> Next week we're reading a book called Either Dawn or Dong. <laughs> I don't know who either of these people are, and no. the Wee Heart, sh- heart Shape, the heart Wee shape. Heart Heart kids Emoticon Club, kids, yeah, Kids Club, Dawn and the Wee Heart Kids Club. Oh, that would be great. Dong,
1: Dong and the Wee Heart Kids Club.
0: It's about poetry. It's about Ode on a Grecian Urn. Mm, it's about Keats. a poet who died too young.
1: Oh, did he die young, Keats? Yeah, pretty young. Yeah.
0: Dawn and the Wee Heart Keats Club. Keats Club. <laughs> I think it's Dawn and the Wee Heart Kids Club is what we're going to be Dong reading next week.
1: And the Wee Hearts <laughs> Keats Club. Yeah. Uh,
0: um, I don't know who this Dawn character is. Apparently, she's a romantic poet. <laughs> Blessed it was in that dawn to be alive, but to be young was very heaven. You know who that is? Dong. <laughs> Are you saying dong? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Blessed in that dong it was to be alive. But to be young was very heaven. That's Wordsworth.
1: (laughs) Not Keats. You couldn't even pull a Keats reference.
0: I couldn't pull a Keith reference with Dawn off the top of my fucking head. Tanner, let's get the fuck Dawn? out of here. <laughs> we must leave. Next week, we're going to be reading a book. It's, it's about someone called Dawn. I don't know who that is. There are only six babysitters as far as I'm concerned. There are two associates, side babysitters, Logan and Shannon. Baby Nation, Tanner, I love you and I
1: kiss you. Baby Nation, Jack, yeah, I love you and I kiss you as well.
0: Please write us a nice review on iTunes and give us a nice rating. It means the world to if us. If you
1: feel like it. If
0: you feel like it, which I hope you do. Share uh, this episode with a friend. Please, 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 please. Please, please, let your daddy love you as much as I do. Yep. Claudia's wearing a bra now. The way she talks, you would think the boys had just been invented.
1: Test, 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 tickety test, test, test. My name is Tanner. I'm very late today because I got caught up watching Turn on AMC. It's such a good show. I love it so much. And I hope Jack understands why I'm late. That was a HeadGum Podcast.